Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. It's May the 4th be with you today and we had some uh, some special guests boba fett and darth vader in the studio this morning you'll hear that coming up on the show today it's taz jim and devin peacock i was surprised dev to hear you love the star wars movies i love star wars i uh, my favorite is uh, return of the jedi but uh, no, I'm, I'm, I've seen all the Star Wars multiple times. You hate almost everything, but Star Wars is one of the rare exceptions. I love me Wars of Star. <laughs> <laughs> it is Friday, May the 4th, 2018, as we mentioned. What are the big headlines out there, Devin Peacock? Well, it's uh, fitting for this time of year. We have all the students leaving the city of London. And once again, we had a truck run into the Talbot Street Bridge lose its top the old it, can opener strikes again it'll be a while since it happened we checked our mentions on twitter this morning on uh, 9 cfpl last april late april was the last time we had a twitter mention so about a, about a it's year a stretch hmm. since we last had one of these um we we had one of our listeners call in brandon he sent us a picture too on twitter at taz fm 96 if you want to check it out uh the thing definitely lost its roof it looked last one I saw in person was a yogurt refrigeration truck that tried to get under there, and there was just a big yogurt explosion <laughs> all over the street. Yeah, this it looked like uh, it was just damage from the actual truck that was strewn about, right? Yes. So and they cleaned it up pretty quick. They cleaned it up pretty quick. Truck was gone within ten twenty minutes, so it wasn't as bad as it has been in the past. If you're uh, wondering, they have not raised the Talbot Street underpass. <laughs> you still can't fit your cube van under there. And speaking of things getting damaged, Alicia Newman, our hometown hero, pole vaulter extraordinaire, had an issue and she went to Twitter over it yesterday. Yeah, Alicia Newman is in uh, Qatar right now competing in a Diamond League uh, pole vault event. And uh, she had her poles uh, broken by Eric Canada. Went on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, just to show the pictures. And they were snapped in two in many cases. Just the damage that had been done to her pole vault. Not easy to get when you're in Qatar to get new pole vaulting poles that are specifically designed for you. These are calibrated like a golf club would be for a pro golfer. So to the exact degree in terms of her her height and bending and just doing everything, the amount of bend you want in the pole itself. And so it's not as though you can just go down to the store and get a new one. You got to get stuff specifically set for you as best you can in this situation. She's not going to have her normal poles for this competition, but it's, uh, I don't know what to do because they cost a thousand dollars a pop. The, she was saying on Twitter, it's going to cost her $10,000 to replace all of this when it's said and done. Air Canada has taken responsibility. We don't know if that means they're going to pay for the polls outright. What do you think, Jim, of people going on social media and shaming companies like this before going through the proper channels and trying to resolve the issue privately? I think it kind of depends on the, on the issue. Like if Alicia Newman was complaining to Amazon about a blender that got delivered and the blender was broken when it showed up. You know, I would go through a private channel for that because that falls under like stuff happens. But for Air Canada to ruin precious cargo, like how hard is it to break a pole vault? These guys are launching. It looked, like, it looked like they backed the airplane over yeah. <laughs> the poles a couple of times. Like they were destroyed. They're built to withstand being bent in half. How is this possibly broken? And it single-handedly like could ruin her chances at this tournament. So even if they did cover the costs, 
they still should be publicly shamed for putting her in this position in the first place. Self-driving cars could be coming to London. We'll go to the phones on that topic. And Devin Peacock is having trouble keeping his composure when we talk about this next story. This is the Tasho Podcast. I love a good twist ending. A big surprise. And this story's got one of those. There's a high school in Holmdel, New Jersey that's been having issues with a mystery pooper defecating mm. near their football field. <clears throat> It's happening on a daily basis, so teachers took it upon themselves to set up some security cameras, a surveillance operation, and they finally identified the perpetrator. It's a shocker. Here's the local news report. Thomas Tremaglini, the superintendent of Kenilworth Public Schools, must answer the charges alleging that he pooped on the back of the Homedale High School on a daily basis. Yeah, the superintendent of a school in New Jersey was pooping at the uh, rival school's uh, football field every morning. Until he was caught in a sting organization. (laughs) First time Devin Peacock has heard this story. Are you going to be okay, Dev? You got to do sports in a second. Relax. Okay. Deep breaths. <laughs> Thomas Tremaglini, the superintendent of Kenilworth Public Schools, must answer the charges alleging that he pooped on the back of the Homedale High School on a daily basis. Is Dev covering up for the fact that he's doing this around London? <laughs> Thomas Tremaglini, the superintendent of Kenilworth Public Schools, must answer the charges alleging that he pooped on the back of the Homedale High School on a daily basis. (laughs) What are you doing? I can't stop. Oh, Oh, jeez. You okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. Alleging that he pooped on the back of the <laughs> Homedale High School on a daily basis. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Okay, we're done. <laughs> I'm surprised they said the word poop in a news story. Like usually they go defecate or yeah. I mean, mm. what's well, must uh, answer the charges the alleging that he pooped on the back of the Homedale High School on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, how many takes do you think it took that reporter to get that line out? <laughs> oh, I don't even like. She just deadpans it in a fantastic way. Kudos to her. It was a good one. Tremaglini was taken into custody May 1st on several charges, including public defecation and public lewdness. The Kenilworth Public School District issued a statement Wednesday night saying that Tremaglini is on a paid leave of absence. They've declined to answer (laughs) comments following that statement. (laughs) It was the superintendent of a rival school. (laughs) Every day was going to the other school and, and going poop by their football field. That is dedication to a rivalry. That's amazing. Yeah, just getting out of bed that early. He was pooping around 5.45 in the morning every day. Wow. They caught him in the act. Oh, that is amazing. (laughs) Pants around his ankles. Nothing? (laughs) Superintendent. More like pooper intended, (laughs) am I right? (laughs) The Tash Show Podcast. Are we ready for self-driving cars in London, Ontario. 
London, along with Windsor, has been chosen as a site for testing self-driving cars. Ontario is spending $80 million as part of its Autonomous Vehicle Innovation Network. London and Windsor both going to receive $2.5 million, and they're going to be testing self-driving cars on the streets of the Forest City. Are we ready for it? Are you guys comfortable with it? We just uh, had a story in the news a couple weeks ago about a uh, self-driving car killing someone down in the United States, Dev. Yeah, it was an Uber vehicle that was uh, they were testing, and they've now stopped their testing since then. But since the collision itself, it appears as though I don't think whether it's a driverless car or a car with a driver, anyone could have pre- prevented that uh, collision from happening. But it still happened. Hi, FM 96. You're hey, on the Martin, Taz Show. What do you think? Uh, Self-driving cars, are you ready for them? Uh, I'm welcoming, based on what I see of people driving in the London area, I welcome self-driving cars. (laughs) They can't do any worse. You think that the car with no driver is going to be better than the people who are currently driving in the city? Absolutely. Look at the way these people drive. Come on, you're on the same road I am. These people aren't even paying attention. Now, this could be a problem, though, because self-driving cars... They have trouble predicting what bad drivers are going to do, right? Yeah, that's the, one of the problems the programmers have is they can program as much as they can for street conditions rules and, of the and road. rules of the road, but they can't predict some person who's just going to jump right in front of you and then jump back and then stop short. And They, they can't that never happens for in this the, city, uh, does it? unpredictable yeah, no. driver. I've never been cut off. Everybody uses their blinker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go ahead. You're on the air. What do you think? I was just thinking maybe we should get this distracting driving thing done and over with first before we put on some more distractions on the road. Well, would it, how would a self-driving car be a distraction? Well, this is, I'm talking about like people that are driving already that, for one, don't use their turn signal, that are texting and driving and really don't pay attention. But if and they were in self-driving cars, then they could text away. Yeah, the tweets would be like, look it, I'm not driving. Yeah, but that, I see. I see your point there. But the thing is, I, that I we agree get with you. Rules of the road on the on the go. It is crazy to see people. If you're driving around five o'clock in the city of London, and you look in the opposite lane, you just see people sitting on their phones yeah. while, while <sighs> driving. If they're, you know, at a light. If if the road is is flowing full speed, they're on their phones the whole time. It's crazy. The problem. Oh my god. The problem is we're adding more technology to our cars, not less. So even if it's not the iPhone or whatever, you're having some sort of distraction in the vehicle. I think one of the solutions is the driverless vehicle because you take the driver out of it. You can't have a driver a driver who's distracted if they're not driving. Hi, FM 96. I figure all the money I spend on keys, please, in a year will pay for my car. <laughs> <laughs> so you would love, just based on uh, you getting home from the bar, you think it would be great to have the driverless cars in London? I will pour my limp carcass into the back seat and say, <laughs> home, James. <laughs> Here's the problem. I don't think you can sleep in your car while it's autonomously driving or be drunk is the problem. Because you have to be able to take over in case there's an emergency, right? Yeah, the sleeping thing. I'm just going to sell people glasses that look like their eyes are open. Like the Homer Simpson yeah. on jury duty <laughs> like glasses? How many people are going to buy those? Or just wear sunglasses. How would you know they're sleeping, right? Eventually, it's... It sh- 
should get to that point, though. I, obviously, we're testing self-driving cars now. Eventually, it's got to get to the point where you could take a nap or you could work on your computer and uh, be drunk in a self-driving car. We're obviously not there yet. Matt, are you ready for it? Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. I think that uh, technology nowadays has gotten to that point, you know, where we're seeing uh, you know, artificial intelligence in the world. I, I think we're there. I think we're ready for it. Are we going to own the self-driving cars, or is it just going to be an app on the phone that we press a button and the car pulls up in front of our house? I think it could be both. You could well, have I your think- own. You could ro- car share. Yeah, you, you go to the bank, they'll give you whatever you want right? at the right interest rate. So I, I, think, uh, I think everybody will have an opportunity to own one. Chris, self-driving cars, are you in or are you out? I think I'm in. I think it's an interesting idea. But the question I have is, if an accident happens, what do the insurance companies think, think about it? Is it the person who's responsible, who owns the car, or the manufacturer's? Yeah, whose fault is it? Is it the person who's in the car? Is it the the computer driving the car? Those are good questions. They haven't got answers to them yet, but those are the types of things you can find answers to or you can get answers to them. They don't have them yet, but the other stuff in terms of like the technology and just when it's snowing, how do you recognize you know where the lines are on the road? When it's raining, how do you do that? Because you can have vehicles today that have some degree of the self-driving stuff, but when it rains... They don't really work, so you need to work that out. The questions about who's responsible or who's culpable, it's they can answer that, but they don't have those questions answered yet. Hey, Tyler, what do you think? Well, what about for people like me that actually like to drive because then we're going to have... Like, That's a good point. Yeah, Will driving just become a hobby? Will you have to go to a, a track if you actually want to get behind the wheel of a car and drive? Yeah, because then they're going to eventually get rid of all drivers and be like, oh, Self-driving cars are safer. Hey, I'm sure there were people who really loved uh, taking the reins of that horse <laughs> when they were sitting up on that buggy back in the day. And when cars came around, they are oh, what? Now I can't drive my horse and buggy on the road. Bugs in my teeth. <laughs> it, it's an interesting question, though. Thanks, man. No problem. The consensus coming in on text message seems to be... Um, that no drivers in cars would be better than the current drivers we have here in the Forest City, right, Jim? <laughs> yeah, people hating on it. Uh, I've been driving all through North America, and when I visit London, it's the worst I've ever seen. Not long off, we could be getting rid of everyone behind the wheel. The Taz Show Podcast. Friday, May the 4th. Be with you. Yes. Today has become a celebration of all things Star Wars. It's Star Wars Day, and here they come. Uh-oh. Pretty menacing looking. (laughs) The lights and everything, man. Darth Vader and Boba Fett are in the FM 96 studios this morning. Good morning. Please don't hurt us. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of hard to hear you through the helmet, Darth. Uh, we also have our buddy Jay Bartlett from Echo 3. All, all these guys are from Echo 3, which is a Star Wars community here in London, Ontario. How would you describe yourselves, Jay? Uh, Echo 3, first and foremost, is a, a Star Wars fan group. So we're not a, a cosplay group or anything. We're just uh, all a bunch of Star Wars fans. Um, we like to just give back to the community. We have an incredible passion for Star Wars, as you can see, obviously, guys. Um, so we like to take that and turn it turn it into something positive. Um, we're partnered with the Children's Health Foundation now, which is really awesome. So almost every event we do, 
the proceeds all go towards children's health. Yeah, you guys came out during Chorus Radiothon. Uh, we raised over $100,000, and you yeah. definitely put smiles on, on people's faces that day. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was one of our first hospital events a couple of years ago. We did that with you guys, I remember. It was awesome. And you've got a hospital event this morning. You guys are driving to Hamilton to cheer up some kids. Yeah, McMaster Children's Hospital. Um, it's an incredible story. We're going to see um, the parents of Xavier. Xavier had an aggressive form of cancer, and we're kind of going there to celebrate uh, Star Wars. He was a huge Star Wars fan. Um, he's just a little boy, and you know he spent most of his life in a hospital. And all he wanted to do, guys, and this is where this is always gets me. He wanted to get well enough to get out of the hospital bed so he could dress as Darth Vader or Kylo Ren to trip the other kids. So, yeah, we're going there today to meet his so He wanted to do what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. It, it is amazing, and you hear it all the time. Uh, Star Wars, uh, for not just children who are in the hospital, but you hear of adults who, you know, they've been given a diagnosis that isn't great, and their goal is, I got to stay alive until that next Star Wars movie comes out. Yeah. There was a gentleman when The Force Awakens was coming out in 2015 that he was dying and he unfortunately wasn't going to make it. So his request was to see the film. So J.J. Abrams and the crew bought, brought an unfinished version without the effects and stuff to his house so he could watch it. It's yeah, pretty it's cool. Well, I'm amazing. surprised there's not uh, such a hardcore fan that he faked an illness to see a movie early. Like, there's so many Star Wars fans that are so hardcore. Oh, if, if that happened, Imagine. Darth Vader would be choking, force choking that guy out. He found out he wasn't really sick. Yeah, it's it's so uh, amazing what this movie has grown into, the phenomenon that it has become. Your costumes are so great within the group. Are they handmade? Do you order the stuff online? Like, how do you, how does this stuff come together? The the armor and stuff we're getting into crafting it, um, but uh, Boba and Darth here they're they're. They're bought online. I think it, you told me last time, ballpark, what's a Darth Vader costume, an authentic Darth costume? Because you, you look like you stepped off the movie screen. What's one of those go for? We'll let Vader answer that for an accurate quote there. Um, when it's finished, because it's not quite done yet, it should be somewhere in the neighborhood of about $6,000. Oh! Wow. Do you have a wife at home? I do. And how does your wife feel about uh, <laughs> your investment, we'll call it? Well... She backs this indulgence um, simply because I enjoy it so much and because of the good that we're doing with it. Um, but she also has her own indulgences as well, so it's a little give and take, little trade-off. Right. And when she sees what you're doing and the smiles you put on people's faces, it's $6,000, small price to pay. I'm on your side here, Darth. I'm helping you out. <laughs> Nothing is funnier, by the way, than having a, a serious conversation with a guy in a full Darth Vader costume when he's using his normal voice. <laughs> I was awesome. just going to say, last time I think you were amazed that I actually had a wife, and so does everyone in this room. Can you believe it? You These guys are guys all do... Boba Fett's married, too. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Hi to the wives. We've got the... Uh, Star Wars super fans from Echo 3 in studio with us this morning. Darth Vader, Boba Fett, and Jay Bartlett. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, we talked about the great things you do volunteering your time and your awesome Star Wars costumes in the community. You're also working on a documentary fan film right now, Jay. 
Yes, uh, with Pyre Productions, my good friend Rob McCallum. Uh, you guys did Nintendo Quest we together. We created Nintendo Quest a few years back. Um, and he saw the work that I was doing with Echo 3, and he said, there's a really good story here. I think we should document it. Basically, what we decided to do um, in the spirit of Nintendo Quest was to go around and I'm going to collect vintage Star Wars, uh, try and get set pieces, uh, celebrities to be in the film. So it's really going to be a love letter to Star Wars. Um, and then we're going to have an auction, which is actually going to be um, sponsored by our partners at Heroes Children's Health Foundation and London Comic Con. All the proceeds of everything that we gather, 100% go to Children's Health. Right so on. Everything. And, some and that'll of- all be part of the movie. Yeah, we're going to document it. It's going to be a year-long journey that you'll see, condensed to an hour and a half or whatever. But uh, yeah, so we've already seen before. We've only shot a little bit, but the things that people have come to us with are just, it's going to be good. <laughs> we're excited. That's great. You're looking for a little assistance on that for some uh, backing for the film? We are, absolutely. We're on Kickstarter. Uh, the film is called Galaxy of Hope. Um and we need your support. And I, I can't stress this enough that the Kickstarter funding is for the filming of the movie. Nothing that people donate on Kickstarter is going to you know, fund us going to buy Star Wars toys or for the charity itself. It's all for the documentary. So just go to the Taz Show blog, guys, and you'll find all the info you need right there. Good luck today in Hamilton, uh, working with the Children's Hospital there. Thanks again, guys, for having us. Uh, We really do appreciate it. And uh, may the fourth be with you. The Taz Show Podcast.